What's good, everybody? Jersey Judah here. Another day, another podcast, another dollar. Red Pill Party podcast here. We're going to try to do something a little different. I had to do the topics yesterday and last night for this morning's show. So what I'm doing is three topics for today's show that will be released tomorrow, which will be Friday. We're going to talk about a good amount of things. We're going to try to do this in three parts, but we are going to see how that goes. Um, I'm actually leaving, going towards the job early just to be able to uh, record, have a good enough amount of time and effort into one part of three things I want to talk about. Those three things being the myth of the productive man, the means of production for women means nothing to modern day women, and the man's fear of freedom. In fact, I think we're going to start with that going forward. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. The man's fear of freedom. Now, I've gotten this topic from watching this documentary about prison. I don't think it was hard times. It was something else. But they had like super long episodes. It wasn't like, it's not like a bunch of episodes put together because you can tell. This was like one three hour long episode about the experiences in prison, I guess. And it shows these guys, some of them hardened criminals. A lot of these guys just made small mistakes and they had to pay the consequences dealing with five to eight year terms, sentences. And um, there was one situation that I seen that really got me thinking about the red pill and it was this guy he was getting out of jail he was locked up for 20 years and he did 20 years over robbing somebody or over killing or I think it was self defense something like that but it turned into a situation to where somebody lost their life over it. So over 20 hours, a guy served 20 years. And he was being released to society. And there was something that the guy said that really got me thinking. He was like, imagine after walking on concrete and walking on dirt. For 20 years, you finally get a chance to feel what carpet is like again. You get to see what marble floors is like again. You can see what furnishing is like. Sitting down on an actual couch. Laying down in an actual bed. Being in your own space. Not having guards breathe down your neck. and Not having to worry about fellow inmates who may attack you or try to rob you or extort you. It really made me think what freedom really is. And do men really want that freedom? 
are just like the prisoners who are being released. <coughs> they are in fear of that freedom because they have been put in a condition by their own doing. They were put on a schedule on pretty much a program to follow orders, follow directions, single file line. And then all of a sudden, you're being told that all of these things, and I gotta pick this bag up in my fucking passenger seat, one second. You're being told all of a sudden, Oh, man, sorry, man. I'm smoking this uh, Gorilla Diesel. It's fire. But all of a sudden, you're being told after following these orders for a long period of time, being used to a routine, that in a couple of months, a couple of weeks, a couple of days, you will be released on to society you will be turned back into a citizen from being a fucking number and see this is the thing we're all in our own version of prison or system sometimes it's our job a lot of times it's our environment it's the people around us and in my opinion to experience true freedom right there is a point where I guess your mind begins to alter and it's isolation it's solitude it's it's a belief system where you you no longer depend on people no longer rely on people. You, you kind of have things figured out on your own, but even if you don't, you find ways to obtain those things that you need. A lot of people, they're going to do that with hard work. Very simple. They're not going to waste time. They're going to do what they need to do. But then, we allow ourselves sometimes to get caught up and what we do for a living in our livelihoods that we don't understand. We ourselves, the people who are on the outside, the people who are living amongst the civilized and the people who are productive, we'll talk about that down the line with this recording, with this show today. The guys who allow their jobs to get in the way of what they need or what they want to do true happiness or the pursuit of happiness that's not a tragedy to a lot of guys it's not it becomes simply a reality sacrifices are made very earlier on when it comes to a lot of men. A lot of sacrifices needed to be made 
in order to experience true joy and true happiness. A lot of people would equate money to that happiness. A lot of people do not. Those, in my opinion, are the smarter people. There would be a job that you would probably enjoy. There would be a job out there available that you would probably love to do. And guess what? It offers less money. But because it's something that you love to do, you are willing to sacrifice making some coin for actually doing something that motivates you, doing something that keeps you going. Not sitting around and expecting things to be handed to you like a lot of women do. And see, the women, they don't get their reality check until it's too late. I think with a lot of us men, those who are very vocal are going to be the ones who are able to help out the next man and prevent the next generation from making the same mistakes. In my opinion, I thought that was the manosphere. Apparently, I was sadly mistaken. As I said, the manosphere essentially became a dick measuring contest where content creators will talk about one's a fraud, all of the rumors, all of the accusations. And for and for who's enjoyed, for whose enjoyment or for whose principle or for what purpose? What's the end game? As I said before, to the so-called manosphere, when is enough enough? But we know a thing or two about sacrifices. We know a thing or two about taking losses and constantly getting back on your feet, learning a thing or two, dusting yourself off and coming back in with more awareness. Or better yet, sometimes you just need to take the time and recuperate, take the time to understand what your company is. A lot of men, well, a lot of women don't appreciate their own company. That's why they need the drama of another woman. They need um, relationships. They need constant attention. And at this point in our society, we see that they're willing to do anything to obtain that attention. The fear of freedom to the blue pill man is the fear of death. The fear of the unknown, not knowing what is around the corner, not knowing what's going to happen in the next couple of days or the next couple of weeks. And if you're a critical thinker, you're thinking the next couple of years down the line, but you're also realistic. And you understand that any day and time that all of this can end. See, the blue pill man who looks at freedom as death is the same as the working man who looks at retirement as death. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Retirement to a lot of men is death. Because men, in a lot of ways, within the generations, have gotten so used to everyday work, everyday routine. So when you stop or you can no longer go to work, right? And you can no longer do your routine, do what you're used to doing. Well, you sort of die. You're, you, you lose your purpose. You lose your focus because you've put in your focus on your job, your livelihood, making a living to a point where even if you have a chance to slow down, count some money and enjoy your years, you've gotten too used to work. You've became a prisoner to your job or your expectations of the job. I talk about this a lot, but I figure it's necessary to mention since we're talking about this topic. I work with somebody right now. I've been working with this guy this past summer, and then I found out maybe a week or so ago, a couple weeks at the most, that I would be working alongside with him. 71 years of age. He can barely walk. He has a cane. He complains about his legs a lot. He complains about the job a lot. A lot of people expect him not to be around at the job for long. But the one thing that this guy loves to talk about, right? Besides complaining, is how much money he has saved. This guy's 71 years old. He's talking about how much money he has saved if things don't work out he'll just be able to sit back and relax and I look at him and I go well sir if you have all this money to just sit back and relax why aren't you doing it now at 71 years of age a lot of people aren't doing what he's doing and are happy doing it. It's just not happening. What I do for a living involves physical labor. It involves doing certain tasks that a good majority of men would not want to do. So my position at my job is not a representation on my position in life. This is just what I need to do to pay the bills and get shit that I want, shit that I need. Save up for certain items, certain things that I want in the future. Just doesn't define who I am. But to be honest, it very well defines a good amount of restraint towards my freedom. My freedom being the the ability to sit back, open a beer, watch something on television that's actually worth watching or checking out a favorite content creator and 
getting inspired, getting motivated, and coming up with ideas and coming up with topics myself and really getting the chance to reach out to people and reach out to men. But unfortunately, my quest for comfortability involves a lot of work, a lot of sacrifices, losing a lot of friends, any and every woman that I was talking to beforehand, I don't even communicate and talk to today. Then you get to a point where you're used to your company. You're used to the isolation. You're used to solitude. And that can really affect you. A lot of people will see it as a good thing. Because, well, now you're not worrying about making friends. You're not worrying about finding uh, relationships and dealing with women. You're just focused on your job and they just feel that everything aligns from there on. This is where you'll deal with the most stress, the most loneliness, the most isolation, and you'll actually begin to realize a few things. Number one, you begin to realize that anything about equating your livelihood to another person alone to me is kind of a sign of insecurity. You should be comfortable in your own position. Not happy, but you should be comfortable in your position. And if you're not comfortable, right? If you cannot sort of go along to get along, then you have to find a comfort zone because a guy, a working man is going to be working. There's very little I can say when it comes to work, but certain things about the job, like for example, this guy that I work with has to be mentioned because he's been at this building that I'm at currently right now that I just pulled up in for a total of 21 years. So for 21 years, this is all he knows. 21 years, this is all he knows. Right? He worked his whole life to end up being broken, physically broken, but have money in his pocket. You can't even really enjoy your money because you can't physically do anything. Like who, I don't even want to have that much money when I'm older. I want to be satisfied with the life experiences that I had and then ride off the rest of the years into the sunset. But I know life isn't like that. Unexpected shit happens. People die unexpectedly. People have illnesses. People have injuries that are unsustainable. 
but the people who are lucky, like, are the individuals that retire at a reasonable age. And I only know, I would say, I know three people, or I knew three people, who retired at like the age of 40, 42, at the oldest I think was 45. Retired. Two of those people got injured at the job and received a large settlement that allowed them to live comfortably for the rest of their lives. The other people were people who actually worked. They started their jobs like early, 18, 19, and they just kept working year round, nonstop, until they reached a point, right? They reached a point where they were making a large sum of cash and they were able to just settle down, grab some property somewhere and just rest easy. I made a lot of fucked up life decisions earlier on, which kind of helped me later on in life, but it's almost as if I had to make those mistakes to realize that where I was going and the people that I was with weren't really people worth being around. You know, you come to the conclusion that, hey, a lot of these people are around just because of what I have in my possession. And then without that possession, right, their presence they, there was no present. <laughs> there wasn't any, um, hey, how you been? Are you all right? Yeah, you know, a lot of things been going on. Da, da. None of that. As a guy, you understand that as a man in that position, you need to get used to that. Especially if you made a life decision to make something positive of yourself, to make something productive of yourself around a lot of negative, non-productive people, you're not going to get much of a good reception. You know, that's just the reality. I'm finally finding a place to park up here, man. It's getting out of control with um, how crowded shit has been now. School starts again in this area um, next Tuesday. So, I guess I better get used to these circumstances. But even this, even with this job, like I said, like, I don't want to do this shit for the rest of my life. I don't even want to do this I don't even see myself at this at this location in the next five years. My goal is to find something better within the next year or so. Three years maximum. But after three years, I'll pretty much automatically begin venturing out to other opportunities. This is a very... Um, dead end 
type of position in a lot of ways. And um, if you don't pay attention to, to time, if you don't pay attention to money, and it's, it's fucked up to say, but money does matter, man. Don't let these women lie to you. Don't let your mother lie to you. Money does matter. Productivity does matter. Um, what you need to do in order to get by does matter and who you become as a man. This is the reason why a lot of women don't give a shit about you earlier on. They care about you now. They care about the production that you can have now. Fuck what you work. Can you still maintain that? And I think men lost respect for a lot of women because they know that us men can't talk to them in that fashion. We wouldn't be able to tell them that we expect them to be something. Because the guy becomes toxic with that behavior. But as toxic femininity grows and grows, and more men essentially began to understand a few things. They began to understand that whatever they do in life, how they did it doesn't matter to a woman. This is why women fuck with drug dealers and dope boys and niggas that's in the streets. They just want instant uh, validation. They want instant satisfaction. Instant gratitude. Instant rewards for meaningless and stupid behaviors. Right? With freedom comes... The lack of responsibility. There is no responsibility for freedom. We are told in this country that we are the free. We are the home of the brave and the land of the free. But are we really? Has technology really come to a point to where it takes over a human being's way of thinking and way of living? Paying attention to what other people are doing and what other trends are and how other people are living and forgetting what we have to do as individuals ourselves. Is this a new trend? Is this what we call freedom? Or is it some form of bondage? It's some form of enslavement that is disguised as something to help everybody. Something that keeps people together is actually something that is drawing people further apart. What is the result of this? Well, we see it. The men who are going their own way, of course, they're going to deal with the isolation. They're going to deal with bad times. As a red pill guy, as a guy who goes along with the red pill, lives the lifestyle, Things don't necessarily get better for you. Now, I'm not black pill by any means, but I'm being realistic. Let me explain something. Knowing that women are more capable of sort of emulating male behaviors, like sleeping around and doing this and that, it's not better. You're not better because of that. You just know better. You know something that a lot of us have already thought up in our heads like something's not adding up 
But we're told by others in society that everything's normal or the new normal. And they constantly tell us this shit to sort of keep us in this dream state. Women live on Dream Street. Fantasy Boulevard. Uh, Whatever the fuck you want to call it. A lot of women live in this area or in this realm of existence where they want things handed to them. They don't need to work for it. They need to look pretty. And see, that's the game. That's where uh, pretty privilege comes. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. This is where pretty privilege comes in. Where the attractive women have that mindset to where they're entitled to things because of their looks. And dealing with certain men, i.e. simps, they have that attitude going forward. Regardless of where they go, regardless of how much she rides the carousel, she still has that mindset of finding someone because of how she looks. Her means of productivity doesn't exist. Her means of productivity involves video streaming, um, pictures on IG, and the narcissistic nature that she lives under. She lives in an agency that represents narcissism and that represents a self-centered mentality and ideology. It goes along with a lot of guys who call themselves alphas. You can never have two alphas in the same room for a long time without them sort of measuring each other up, sizing each other up. Unfortunately, there is no such thing as what you would consider alpha or a promotion of alpha. These women look horrendous, man. I don't even know how they leave the house the way that they do. Like... There's this chick that just walked past me. And look, I don't even give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to keep it a thousand with you. And she looks like a, a hot mess. Like, wearing a mask outside, right? She's shaped like a fucking vending machine with these tight-ass leggings on that shows off more of her front than her back. Like, gee, that just caught me off guard. I'm sorry, guys. But the cost of freedom is responsibility. You want to know who's free? Look at the women who say that they're being held down. Look at the women who say that they're being treated unfairly or they're not being treated equal or they're not getting equal pay. These are the women who have the, the most freedom in this country. And what do you do with such freedom you may ask do you finally decide to come to the realization that everything doesn't come on a silver platter to you and you actually have to work for it and you actually have to have the traits that go along with your expectations which already most guys don't go along with that we don't accept that we don't care about that that's true freedom And I think that's the reason why men fear freedom. Men fear that the actuality of having no responsibility. 
they have created a structure for men. And that is that is for us to work hard, continuously work, make enough money to do what we enjoy doing, or at least do a fraction of what we enjoy doing, and keep afloat. Continue working. Work hard. You got to work hard. You got to keep on the clock. You got to show up on time. You got to do this and that. And the man becomes distracted by everything else that he needs to deal with in his life. He loses focus in his interests. His goals outside of the workplace. His plans outside of the workplace with the hours. I work 2.30 to 11. All right. That's like an entire day. And I woke up today at eight o'clock. Didn't really feel too good, but I knew that I had something to talk about. And I knew even though I don't consider it a responsibility, I consider it a luxury, something that I enjoy doing on my my spare time. And because I don't have And I'm just going to be real with y'all. I don't have close friends. I don't have a significant other. I don't have chicks that I talk to here and there. It's just me. And it's been me for over three years. And I'll be 33 this month, by the end of this month, the 26th. And I really don't have any regrets. But I only wish that I could have had this mentality a lot earlier on in life. I would have probably been in a better position, making better money, you know, actually enjoying what I do rather than just look at it as a check. It's a good sum of cash. Don't get me wrong. It's a good sum of money, but I'm not happy. I don't like the people here. I don't like the environment here. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't respect people who carry themselves a certain way. If you're a female and you believe that everything should be handed to you, you can be the most beautiful woman in the world and I will have no respect for you. I don't care that you expect this out of a man and that out of a man. I expect a lot of things from women, but bitches don't give a fuck about what I'd say. Bitches don't give a fuck about what a man says when it comes to that. Then it becomes an issue. It becomes a problem. And the name calling begins. I want to open this warm ass Pepsi. I really don't want to. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until I get done. I'll be able to come in here, get a cup of ice. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I can't respect somebody who expects too much and offers little. A hard worker, for example. He'll go into a job, right? And the job would offer a certain amount of money. But that man can feel that he's been doing what he's been doing for a certain number of years to where he might be entitled to more money because of his experience and what he can provide for the workplace. That's different. A woman will come to that table, right? And will say, well, look at me, my hair done, my nails done. Hair's fake, nails are fake, eyelashes are fake, 
the bitch is completely plastic in a lot of situations. A lot of things that she have are synthetic items that aren't really attached to her. Therefore, it's not her. It's not of her. It's not of her true self and her true image. And she'll go, look, I got my hair done. I got my nails done. I got a fat ass. I got nice titties. In this shape, this color hair, that color hair. But have no real skill. Like, her attributes mostly come from her looks. So when society... Fucking, I'm opening this soda. When society expects... No, I'm not fucking. When society expects... A woman... Who went through her entire life... Going by her looks... Going by her sex appeal... Going by her beauty... As in... To get by in general... Well, what do you expect to happen in the long run? Well, these women are going to have that self-entitlement going forward with everything that she does. There was a time not too long ago when I was around a good amount of women. I'm not an incel. I'm not a black pill. I've been with women, slept with women, socialized with women. And you know what? It wasn't bad times. I didn't consider them to be necessarily tough times. Times of any real stress, but it was also inconvenient times. I also realized that later on in life, it was times like that. I got to turn this air up. It was times like that where... I actually began to understand that I could have been doing a lot of more. I could have done a lot more productivity when it comes to spreading a message, when it comes to hobbies and activities, when it comes to really making friends in general. I always had maybe like two or three close friends at certain points in times in my life. I never looked past two or three friends because I was always realistic where a lot of cases where people would say if if you can rely on one person and that person can rely on you as an adult you're set I'm one of those people who believe that I don't care for large groups of people I don't care about being with an entourage of people that I'm not even close with that I don't even understand that I can't even reason with that I can't relate to as this power thing oh it's strength in numbers as if we're locked up in jail like we're in society I carry myself like a man and I stand on my own two my own two feet regardless if I'm with people or not that's just who I am that's not saying I'm a tough guy but I ain't gonna get bitched around easily I'm not gonna have people try to get over on me and then look at me as if I'm just that guy you can just slide on every once in a while no But that's just who I am. That's who I had to become in order to be comfortable, in order to be functional, in order to have productivity on my day-to-day basis. 
You know, I'm not a yuppie. I'm not a, I'm not a yes man. But I'm also not dysfunctional. I'm also not disrespectful. I'm also not out of control. I have a filter, but when it comes to speaking my mind, I go above and beyond. I take liberties in my freedoms of speaking my mind. That's something that you really can't experience in freedom. As a matter of fact, while I'm at it, I might as well get to this other subject. The means of production for a man means nothing to a woman. As I stated earlier, you can be a dope boy, but as long as you're bringing money to the table, these women got you. Because these women don't really know about true work anyway. Not all, not all. I mean, most of them who are on the forefront today, yeah, a lot of these women know nothing about hard work. Absolutely nothing. They don't know anything about hard work. They haven't been in situations where they had to make real sacrifices. So they wouldn't understand a man's problems and a man's struggle are the means of his production, of whatever productivity he brings to the table wherever he works at, wherever his skill is, wherever whatever his occupation is, it means nothing to a woman. Can you stand on your own two feet and can you provide for me when necessary? That's what the women want. That's what they want. They start off wanting a man for what he is and then depending on her abilities to pair bond and her abilities to understand what a real, true, decent man is, she'll begin to understand the guy for who he is. Not for what he is and for what he can bring to the table, but from his all-in-all demeanor and personality. But as I always say, that's how it used to be with the red pill. It used to be, well, not even with the red pill, correction. That's what it used to be with traditionalism. See, the red pill... If you're not paying attention, you'll get caught up in like the trad cons where we need to get back to how things originally were, where women were women and men were men. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I agree with that. But I always talked about the connections with relationships and religion and spirituality and that connection and that bond and sort of those guidelines to stay reasonable but not to be a prisoner of religion, not to be a prisoner of your spirituality. And how all of that's gone, so there's no spirituality, so it's free game. Women don't have a spiritual connection with men. It's about financial and physical. Even the emotional aspects, even though a lot of these women are emotional, most of the core emotions of relationships and commitments and and long-lasting interactions come from men. The majority of men believe in monogamy. If they're going to be with someone, they'll be with one person. Sure, you have incidences of infidelity and cheating and side relationships and side pussy and all that. But for the most part, uh, most men look at relationships as, okay, one woman, one man. Okay? 
women came along and became more sexually liberated. This is why you'll see more women who say that they're bi rather than saying they're lesbian or straight. I'm not saying that there's no such thing as a bisexual person, but what I'm saying is more women have exercised just the uh, access to other women. This is why you don't see a lot of women really in panic mode yet because a lot of them already turned out. I hate to say it like that, but let's be real. You're not going to see a lot of women freaking out. You're not going to see a lot of women really reacting to what's currently happening. Yet, you'll see a good amount of it, right? But then these women who talk about it, they still don't understand where the guys are coming from. When we say, uh, we're cashing out, we're done here. When a guy finally comes to the realization of, well, this is our options. This is our potential wives. This is our potential girlfriends. These are our potential partners. I think I'm going to roll solo. Once that becomes gigantic, it's becoming big now. All right. Yeah. MGTOW, Red Pill Knowledge, The Lifestyle, Free Agent, um, whatever terminologies you want to use. Once they become worldwide, then you'll see the women panicking. And these won't just be um, the women in their 30s. Nope. It's going to get so bad that women in their mid-20s are going to begin to go, Where are, where's the men at in general? On these applications, looking for sugar daddies on these applications, looking for that free meal ticket or just on that application looking for dick. She's going to come across the drought. And in that drought, she's going to go, well, where the fuck are all the men? Where are all the real men? Because all of the men that are being created in our society today are sensitive, soy boy, beta males who look forward to the type of information that we put out there. But we understand that a lot of these soy boys and simps, there's no saving. They're worse than these broads because they act like these broads, but they're not broads. The arguments, the back and forth, the bickering, it's female energy, it's female behavior. But, you know, as usual, things... Um... things are what they are man like I said I've been at the job for a hot minute now it's 2.04 p.m. I started earlier it's close to an hour in which is good for a first part but as you guys know you guys won't be listening to this until Friday and if it's Friday and you guys are listening to this happy fucking Friday um the shit that I'll be doing tomorrow and throughout the weekend I figure I can release something Saturday but for the most part, I'm really preparing everything and preparing everything, I should say, for um, the next week. Uh, Monday being Labor Day and being off, getting some holiday pay for that, of course, and coming back Tuesday to school. So 
I'm kind of just preparing my body, preparing my mind, keeping up with my productivity and the things that I have to do in order to stay afloat. And I had this thought yesterday before I wrap this up and get ready to wrap this up now, but I do it in my timely fashion. I was thinking about this topic or I was really brainstorming on this topic yesterday. I realized where I'm at in life and the decisions I made and the consequences I'm dealing with every day, regardless if it's a small or, you know, a micro or macro fuck up. You deal with it day by day. And I was in my car on break yesterday and it was like 9.30, I was smoking. And I realized that where I'm at means nothing to any woman. Where you're at as a man means nothing to most women. It's just a fact. What you become and what you make is what the women are there for. Now, like I said, a lot of us men lost respect for those women because we don't see those women doing anything besides complaining and hoeing it up left and right. The respect is gone when it comes to men and women on that level. The women don't respect the man's work ethic. The women don't respect the hardworking man. The woman only looks at the guy who's making the most money, the guy who has everything right away, and these other dudes who put in a lot of work to better themselves in the situations that they deal with. They're invisible to a large percentage, which is now becoming most women because most women want the top man, which makes sense. This isn't me complaining about that at all. But let's be real. Most men, when it comes to women, we were never told to look up and date up. We were always told to be realistic, date even, or even date below. Women are told unrealistically to constantly look up. Even if she's at a position to where she has men in her bracket of sexual market value, she will even be told to look up. There's a movie star out there. There's a director out there. There's lawyers. There's high-paying male doctors out there who make a lot of money who can sponsor you and who can invest in you and all you got to do is look pretty. And I don't want to hear shit from these men. A lot of these dudes who have those high-paying positions, they either deal with multiple women because they've reached that realization that the women really want them for what they have instead of who they are or they stay shacked up with one mediocre chick who he can at least trust and know that because he's where he's at, she's not going anywhere. Now tell me I'm fucking lying. I thought so. So these so-called high-valued men, who by the way is a small percentage, women and men. That's why I like Kevin Samuels for his variation of things he talks about. It doesn't really line up with with what I talk about. I still agree with him, but I don't really give a fuck about marriage. I don't really give a fuck about finding a wife and a society that promotes women as strong and independent by just fucking men 
and expecting bigger and better things because of your appeal. Sorry. That's where I sign. That's why that's where I sign out at. That's where I go. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'll stay over here doing what I need to do. I'm not ecstatic. I'm not glad, but I'm content. I've been in worse situations, and the only thing that I can do now is make things more comfortable for myself and actually try to get the fuck out of here and find bigger and better opportunities. See, I talk about this job a lot, and I'm getting ready to wrap this up and go in here and sign up. We'll sign in, even though it's only 2.10. I got about less than 15 minutes. I talk about this job a lot because I was here six years ago and my attitude six years ago was different. I didn't really give a shit, right? I just saw it as a job, no real opportunity. I was making damn near half of what I'm making now. And I'm not even joking. I was making damn near half of what I was making now. And I just said, fuck it, it's money. But the working conditions was so smooth and everything was so consistent that I actually liked the job. I got caught up, I got caught up with some weed on my birthday, 2015. And that changed my entire situation. Within the next month, I had no job. Depressed wasn't even the word to describe it very disturbing thoughts in my head because I was, I was pretty much at a point where it was like, all right, this is what my life's going to become. Then fuck it. I'm going to go the extreme. I'm not just going to sit here and let life pour the gasoline on me and set me on fire. I'm a, I'm a burn my fucking self up before I let society do it to me. But that's just the type of person I am. That may not be healthy, but I don't give a fuck. Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? This is how a lot of men are today. We dealt with the bullshit. Not being appreciated. Being looked at as less than. And women expect expect us to still keep our chin up and approach these type of bitches and conversate with these type of women, you don't even respect anything about me. You don't even know anything about me. And even if I told you about me, you still wouldn't respect it. So how the fuck can I look at you as anything other than how you look at me? There's people who's been at this job for over 10 years, right? And this is all they know. This is all they see themselves doing. They can make more money. They can get better jobs doing the same thing, but it's the location, little to no traffic, the commute is fine. They may get used to the people at the job. They may get used to the environment. So it's kind of like their resting area. There's this guy, like I said, 71 years old. He's probably going to die at at the job. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not saying that he may literally die at the job. But he may die being an employee. With all of the money. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's funny to me. 
with all of the money that he said he had saved up, right? All this money that he's going to sit back and relax to when, all, when everything's set and done, he may die and never get a chance to spend a penny of that money. I don't want to be him. I don't care about getting my hands dirty. I don't mind going to work. I don't mind busting my ass and making a living. But what I don't want to do is be in my 70s. Hell, be in my 50s. I don't want to be in my 40s doing this unless I'm on, I got my own shit going on. I got my own crew. I work for a company, but I have my own setup. That would be the only way that I would still be in my 40s doing this. I'm 30 now, 32. And you know what's, what's crazy, right? It's, it's fucked up. And it's almost like scary how time goes by. Like it's it's almost scary. I can I can I can imagine waking up a year ago at my house, not sure if a job was coming, but I had this job lined up and I was just in a different mindset. I was like, wow man, this is pretty cool. <laughs> this is awesome. I had I had my Xbox. I was buying games every week because I was getting unemployment. And then just like that, boom, it's today. A whole year from that time, been at this job in a couple months, it'll be a year since 2015, which would be a total of two or some two years of some change. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm not really complaining. It's just, you got to, you got to appreciate the small things. That's the one thing I can, that's the only thing I can really tell the youth. People who are like in their 20s still and they're getting to that age where they're getting their own things. They have their own things, their own possessions, things that they buy, things that they work for. You got to appreciate the small shit. Because without that, anything big that you get, you'll not, you won't, you won't really care about it. You won't view, you won't value it. It's the small things. The small interactions that I had with certain people that changed my way of thinking going forward. Those interactions that are not planned, it just happens. It's like how guys, guys and women, men and women, how they express meeting that special someone. How they may have been at a rough time or they may have been at a great time and then they ran into this person that changes their lives like and it wasn't planned and because it was organic it was more feeling to it it was real it was real and it's small even if you think about it today like I don't look at women even the women that I was with if I was connected to them any form of connection is gone So I can't talk about the good times with those women because it means nothing to me. The bad times mean more because it taught me more of a lesson about them and about my circumstances. That's the red pill. That's the realization. But we're about close into an hour here. I actually didn't plan on doing an hour. I more or less planned on doing like 30, maybe 40 minutes. But it's like one of those rare occasions that constantly occur now. 
constant occurrence where in my head or my body I don't feel like recording like I don't I may not be in the mood for it but at the same time I may have a message that still needs to be spread and I may not have the energy or the jokes or the laughter that I've had and other recordings because I'm not really in the greatest times right now. I'm going through a lot of changes, sudden changes that sort of caught me off guard along the way. So I'm kind of picking up the pieces and while doing so, I'm still able to hop on here and spread a message and have something. It gives me more hope than it may give another person hope, but it gets me by. So it's like, I can do so many negative things that would probably get me by years ago that I look at today as childish and stupid. But that's the thing about maturing and that's the thing about becoming a man and really standing on your own two feet and taking your your own responsibilities. Taking accountability for yourself before you expect any and everything around you to do the same. But like I said, man, it's another day I think I'm going to do one more part. I was going to do three parts, but I'm not trying to do three hours. Hell, to be honest with you, I wasn't even trying to do an hour first part. But, you know, things organically happen. I get into the spirit of things and, you know, I'm I'm known to talk my shit. I guess that's what I'm going to do going forward. Um, The next video is definitely going to be, or the next recording, I should say, is definitely going to be shorter than an hour. My goal would be 30 minutes. But then again, I could do an hour if I wanted to. But I think with the message that I have set for today, I think 30 minutes at the most 45 minutes would be enough. But as always, man, day by day, and as I always say, In the meantime and in between time, this is Jersey Judah. Red Pill Party Podcast, man. Part two coming up. You heard? Part two is coming up. But for now, I got to go in here and get ready to clock in. Proceed to do my eight and hit the gate. But until then, or until the next recording, which is about, we'll say two hours, but for you guys, less than 10 seconds. Going to be doing something then. But until then, I'm out. Peace.